It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. For Kubota, together we are building Australia. Well, welcome to a, uh, a unique edition of the Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota Building Australia. Doing it via Zoom because, well, as you boys know, my regular host, Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson, based on the Gold Coast. Me, however, I'm in Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a bit going on, uh, in case you haven't seen the news. Uh, there has been a bit of a COVID scare at the radio station, but due to that, we're all isolating, doing the right thing as we uh, should be and wait for everything to hopefully blow over in 14 days. But uh, the show must go on because we've had an absolute barnstormer with a double-double header at Townsville, Darwin. It's been great. So, Matt mm. and Stephen Johnson, good to see you, boys, because we don't often get to do this. In fact, it's the first time we've done well, this. Th- this is yeah. kind of weird. Like, I feel like, you know, when we all got the scare six months ago hmm. uh, and we all sort of had to go home and we were starting to do a few Zoom meetings then. Now, up in Queensland here, we're pretty well open for business with internally in Queensland anyway. So Stevie J and I would normally be in the studio and everything would be lovely. Mm-hmm. It feels like I've gone back to the future. We're back to doing Zoom meetings again, <laughs> like we were back in March. All I can say is thank God for tech, Nimsy. Yeah, I know, I otherwise. Mean, if it wasn't for tech, we'd be buggered, wouldn't we? We wouldn't be able to do any of this. Wouldn't be able to bring out our show, talk about last weekend at Townsville, the whole lot. Yeah, uh, and as you mentioned, we were doing the, uh, the little test setup. that uh, the only thing that's awkward for you is you got to stare at yourself uh in my camera because i've got a because for those playing at home i've got a davy reynolds poster on one side and uh an old school jim beam racing 2009 spec to the left of me so <laughs> we've got to talk about a massive uh the double double header as we dubbed it supercars went with a different name but we thought we had the better marketing but uh, uh it was a trim i reckon Townsville 2.0 finished off with a bang. That was probably the best one. And Maddie, we'll get your thoughts on this first because I reckon, and you've got a bit to do with uh, uh, Kubota, who also have a bit to do with Brad Jones Racing. They're great partners, not just of ours, and Kubota support other teams as well. But um, to see a little team, we, we call BJR a little team because obviously they're regionally based, but to see them both, Nick Perkat and Todd Hazelwood, get pole on Sunday, it really, you, it made you sit up that morning didn't it? it it did and congratulations to those two boys as well their first pole positions um couldn't keep it together in the race and and so we only really had that that uh that glory moment there for them but i just think when you look at the pace of what brad jones has done this year and how they've been able to adapt to the new aero changes their drivers are, are stepping up particularly todd i thought that lap from todd stevie J was quite amazing because he's seriously um, gotten to terms with that car, clearly, because he put it on pole. Um, Nick's been driving out of his skin. And it's good to be seeing someone take a bat to Triple Eight and to Red Bull Racing. And 
all we need now for those boys and that team is to be able to get a consistent race pace. But yes, Nimsy, you're right in what you say. It was brilliant. Stevie, what did you think when you saw a BJR front front row? Uh, like, because obviously you you've been at both ends of pit lane, and you know what it's like being a. Sm- you know, when you're up against the heavyweights, like a triple eight and stuff like that. So it can be pretty like every time we see a DJR team Penske pole or a um, Red Bull Holden racing team pole, there's a whole bunch of other drivers down that lane that are just like, well, you know, here we go. I got to claw my way up from like, if you were Rick Kelly or something, you got to claw your way up. There's always a battle trying to get from the mid pack to the front. So when you saw, you know, two new people up the front row, what did you think? Mate, I thought it was awesome. I, I loved it. I love the passion and I love the, the I guess, the kudos that not only Nick Perkat got, but also Todd Hazelwood as well as BJR. Um, I love the interviews with Larko, with, with Brad Jones. Um, they were great. And, you know, I, I messaged Brad straight away, literally messaged him uh, 20 minutes after the, the quality and said, mate, how good is that? I hope you really... Uh, convert for the races um, and he got back to me straight away you know like I said thanks mate it was so cool and I just you know it, it's something that people don't expect mm. and they do expect as you said uh, Scotty Mack or a DJRTP or a Red Bull Holden Racing or on the odd occasion you know maybe Cam Waters on there yeah, yeah he uh, can fast, pull man. one out as well but but generally the the bucket for the, the pole winners is very slender isn't it Mm. Yeah, um, it's shallow. Really, yeah, it's very shallow. You can almost pick the first probably four cars generally quite easily. When you're that, on that, that single that, tire compound, you yeah. can. Yeah, I think yes. yeah, that's what I liked. That's what I liked about this this double header at Townsville. It was that it was that single tire compound. We didn't see any of the hard soft racing that we've been seeing. And whilst I know that when we've talked about it ad nauseum, we get different winners up here. What I loved about the pace of uh, Hazelwood and Percat was that it was on the one tyre. It was on the same tyre compound as everybody else. You know, look, a safety car was uh, the undoing just a little bit for all that great strategy there. And that's, you know, it happens. That's the the roulette wheel that is a safety car. But um, uh, then we saw, you know, um, business turned back to normal with uh, Scotty Max snatching the lead from Todd Hazelwood. But then, then this is where it got really spicy. And I want to get your thoughts on this, guys, because obviously you guys are actual drivers. Me, uh, the, only, the only wide turns I do are on punt road off-ramp <laughs> uh, in my Camry. <laughs> <laughs> but, Steve, what did you think? Like, you've had a couple... You've been on the track with SVG and Jamie at the... Um, in your career and what did you, did you think that it was above board? I mean, Scotty didn't seem to be too pleased with, uh, with SVG's antics uh, on that final corner. Mm. Yeah. And I think that um, I was totally expecting it. Um, if I was uh, in a team that had two drivers doing at the, at the same end in that same position, I would be expecting the same thing. Um, I think it was, I think it was clever, you know, and I've always said that Shane's probably the smartest racer on the track. He's mm. not just fast and can extract most out of that car, albeit it hasn't been a great year for him. Um, but he doesn't, he's, he's not just thinking about going fast and hitting apexes. He is thinking about the wider view of everything else. And he knew exactly when Scotty was going to let him pass and make it easy for him, um, that he was just going to literally miss the apex, park it up, let 
uh, Jamie run underneath him and away they went. His, his goal was to get Jamie to finish second behind him the whole time. Um, and people say, oh, well, you know, what happens if, if, you know, Scotty was able to get in and if you did it at the last corner? And, mm. you know, let's chain down the left-hand side into the last corner, uh, which then would have made Scott on the inside for turn one and two. Right, and if Shane did the same thing, then Scott and Jamie would have been going side by side down the straight, and Scott may have uh, may have got a side draft or something too. Right? Yep. He may have held on to P two, and then I said, "Yeah, well, you know what? The four or five or six points difference between P two and three is not a a game changer. I don't think at the moment. Mm -hmm. But what would have happened in that situation is Shane would have then driven to a pace where uh, Scott was basically under fire from Jamie from behind and it could have turned pear-shaped. Mm. You know yep. what I mean? So at the end of the day, I think Scott did the right thing and yeah, he would have loved to have had a proper fight with Jamie, but you know, what happens then if they come together, Scott gets fired off, uh, Jamie wins the race, comes second, all of a sudden Scott's got no points, Jamie's got, you know, P2 points mm. um, and it was deemed a racing incident or something because they were both mm. racing hard. Then I betcha he would have wanted to finish third behind Jamie. So there's two, there's positives and negatives between the whole lot. I t that's exactly how I knew it was going to play out as soon as that safety car come out. Um, I think the, the, uh, I guess the, the play for them to pit so early was fantastic because it got Scott to lead. And I think that he would have maintained that lead come the end of the race if the safety car didn't come out, right? So, yeah, but it played out the way it was. It was an awesome race, and you know, it it was exactly how I thought was going to happen when uh, you had two Red Bulls right behind you. Yeah, and and we talk about our sport as being a team sport. You know, you got the driver, you got the crew, all that kind of stuff. SVG and Red Bull played an enormously smart team game there. You know, um, Jamie didn't try and jump him, didn't try and get round him, didn't try and punt him. Just those two boys played. The perfect well, Jamie team actually role. lifted and let him pass down the straight. That's right. Uh, yeah, to get there. But then to when when uh, plus when Jamie's SVG still in the hunt for a championship too. Like yeah, Jamie's absolutely. Still in the hunt now. Uh, that's right. So he's in the hunt for the championship. Didn't have the pace, but then when SVG would was able to give him the opportunity to potentially come into a second position there. I mean, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. And you're right in what you say, Steve. That is just smart racing. That's just smart racing. It's smart chasing. It was smart chasing from Jamie. Jamie showed all of his experience and all that. I'm going to get out of the way. Let SVG get in there. He can't. He can take it to Scotty. Mm -hmm. If he parks up, Scotty will get underneath. Mm -hmm. With two quarters to go on the last lap, we'll take it. And it's interesting that you. We talk about the red and the blue sides of our sport, boys. Boy, did the social media. <laughs> God, it went on fire after that. Mm -hmm. I mean, these drivers got called every name under the sun but not by any other driver. You mm. could see that that uh, if you're a driver, you could see that that was, in fact, I reckon in the last couple of years, that was one of the smartest team plays I have ever seen. Because we won't call Bathurst last year with team play. That's screw up. But this mm. year with yeah. that, that was this year, that was the team play of the year this year, I reckon. Yeah, and I think that I would have expected the same thing uh, had the roles were reversed. Jamie was in the lead. Scott was second, Fabian was third, Fabian was on really fresh tyres coming through. Scott would have let Fabian pass, 
uh, Fabian yep. then would have attacked Jamie mm. and I would have expected the same outcome if the roles were reversed as what happened on the weekend. Yeah, and I'd be disappointed if it didn't happen. And a really good thing is, it, as you said, Matty, everyone is talking about it. It got fans fired up. We can't, we've yep. just had four weeks of consecutive racing. People are already going, why can't we go to Tail and Bend next week so the boys can settle it out? Oh, look, I totally, I totally agree. I, 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 we want action like that in our sport. If there's no passing and there's no controversy, it's, I mean, it's boring just driving around in circles. So when you get action like that, I just think it's, um, uh, I thought it was a brilliant weekend's racing. And I thought, in fact, I thought both of the Townsville events were really, really strong. And I must say, you know, um, thumbs up to supercars for their support categories too, because oh, very, the support very categories, good. I thought the Hyundai's were mega. I mean, I've never watched a Hyundai race in my life, but I, I thought, uh, I thought the Hyundai racing was really good. And in Townsville one, that tin top class, where they had Super 3, Super 2, GT cars, Porsche Cup cars, all that kind of stuff. That Art was actually cars, some yeah. of the best racing all weekend. Trans Am yeah. cars Trans Am cars, yes, mm-hmm. yes. And if you look closely in a couple of weeks at Tail and Ben, you may actually see a Kubota car running around in the in the tin top class there. So. In the Aussie tin tops. It's been one of the, uh, the, the yeah. new revelations there. So question for you, Steve. How, how much was your young bloke watching those XLs going around and looking at you going... Come on, next next year we, we get on board. Yeah. <laughs> he was saying that, and the funny thing was that when Will Brown went into the wall and yeah. wrote off a shell, when James Simpson, yeah. his other little mate, got put into the fence on the last corner, uh, when quite a few other when Holly Esprey basically sprayed she it hers, in qualifying yeah. and yep. made it look like an alpha sud, Jet goes, <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. after that, but yeah, for the racing dad, and and the uh, thing I think that was good, but it would have been good. Sorry to get up there and and be on TV and and get the sponsor exposure. I understand that, but he's fifteen, and I think that he's got plenty of years in front of him to yeah. to get that. This is the driver's seat for Kubota, building Australia. This is the driver's seat power rankings. The rankings before the Robson Civil Projects Townsville Super Sprint. Scotty Mack sitting on top with 20 votes. Jamie Wincup was the big winner from Townsville 1.0. Um, got maximum votes from both Matt and Steve. Uh, he sits in second spot, P2, with nine votes. Nick Perkat behind him. Six votes, Scotty Pye and Will Davison, who's not great anymore because he's technically a driver again on the grid. He is. <laughs> um, five votes to Fabian Coulthard. Three votes to Chaz Mostert, Shane Van Gisbergen, Cameron Waters, Anton Di Pasquale, Todd Hazelwood as well. And one vote to Lee Holdsworth and Jack LeBrock. Before I get your votes, guys, uh, a stat that came out too. Chaz Mostert has done something for Walken Andretti United that hasn't been done since Will Davison uh, in 2009. He's got 11 consecutive P2, uh, like in the finishes in the top six for Walkinshaw, and they haven't had that since Will Davo in 2009. Like I think he's doing, I think he's doing a mega job, um, and I actually think his teammate Bryce is doing a mega job too. I think they're dragging those cars up and actually starting to show some real potential there. I mean, Chaz is, Chaz is wheeling the wheels off that thing. He is driving it to the extreme. But you look at that pace also of Bryce Fullwood. He seems to be, be getting on top of it too, Stevie J. And uh, a first year for two of those guys in that team to be gelling so well, 
I think it all augurs well for what they might be able to do in 2021 when we go racing. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. I think they're, that's exactly why they pay for Chaz. You know, that's what Walkinshaw needs. They, they need that direction. They need that young guy. Um, yeah, he's a bit quirky and he wears his hat backwards and he wears bloody skiing goggles on when he's on the podium <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. Skiing uh, goggles? They look like two computer monitors on his head. <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> they are shocked. I mean, he, firstly, his hair looks terrible. And I've told him that. I think his hair looks... He looks like he's out of a boy band from 1986 <laughs> somewhere in the UK. A member of and Brass. Then he wears the, yeah, a member of Brass. And then he wears the two computer monitor gla- sets of glasses. I mean, I think it looks dreadful. <laughs> but it gives him... He's an awesome personality. You know, it was like we used to say about Triple Eight, um, say with the Hog's Breath sponsorship, because Triple mm. Eight are propeller heads, right? There's not a lot of... When they were back with Vodafone, there was not a lot of fun around the triple eight pits but as soon as you put the hog's breath pig in there it actually gave that team a huge amount of personality and i think Chaz has done that for wau unfortunately when james was there last year james can be a bit of jc james courtney can be a bit of a polarizing character you know some people like him a lot of people hate him Mm. whereas Chaz is the kind of guy that you just no one dislikes him they all just love him and I think that's great for WAU. And as I said, I, I think they're showing mega potential for next year. Yeah. Let's get some votes for the yeah. power rankings. We'll start off with you, Maddie. The old three, two, one, if you wouldn't mind. <sighs> Look, I'm, I'm, I'm half stuck on this one. I'm going to start with three points. I'm going to start with, with the big points. And I think that has to go to SVG. He was dominant out of the three races he he won two of them uh and if he'd have not had that weird i think it was a steering issue Mm -hmm. um in race one uh where he had to he had to uh he had to pit and i think he came oh he actually didn't finish did he um i I just think his pace i think his pace was dominant that weekend and and um although it wasn't in qualifying his racing and we talk about all the time with his racing was outstanding. So I'm going to give him three points. This is where it now gets difficult mm. because there's a two and a one. And I want to give from my two point slot. Yep. I want to give one point each. <laughs> you to want to divvy it up. Percat and Hazelwood <laughs> because I think they deserve, they deserve a point each for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they shouldn't be shunned so off to what the are side. We, what are we doing now? Are we doing a three, one, one, one? Yes. <laughs> I want to do that. I don't know if I can, but I would I, really like to do that because I, I can't don't, choose I don't one point between you. Percat and Hazelwood. I don't yes. want to influence you, but as much as I love Toddler, he continues the run of uh, guests on the driver's seat doing incredibly well on track afterwards too. So. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. If you want to qualify well, come on the driver's seat. So, uh, um, all right. So, all right. I'll give him two points uh, because... Uh, he's only been in the category a couple of years, and I think that was an amazing achievement uh, for him to be able to outpace all the big guns. Could you, um, could you qualifying ima- session? Could you imagine too, if you were Todd Hazelwood and you're leading for the first time ever in a Supercars mm. Championship race, and you look behind mm. you and you see a Shell V Power Mustang, and oh, then amazing! Two Red Bull cars. You'd almost think, no, this this can't be right. Because <laughs> you, you know, it's interesting you say that because Stevie J, how often do we see? an outlier actually pick up a pick up a pole position and it's all the it's all the chocolates it's all the glory it's all the armor all pole award and then as soon as they start the race they muff the start and go backwards to fifth 
Um, toddler didn't do that. He nailed the start and he led the race. So, all right, I, I, I know you haven't influenced, although I am easily influenced as, <laughs> as reported on all of my school reports as I was growing up. Um, I will give uh, Toddler two points. Uh, and then, I, you know, do I give, do I give Percat one point for his, for his uh, pole position? Unfortunately, his race results weren't amazing, although he was still... You know, what did he come? Fifth, I think. Well, he, he came uh, in the final race. He came seventh. In the second race, he came fourth. And in the uh, in the first race, he came sixth. So, yeah, what the hell? Let's give <laughs> let's give Perkat a point. What the hell? All right, we'll start. <laughs> we'll get to you, Stevie. What's your three, two, one? Okay, I'm going to give. Do you want me to go three, two, one, or one, two, three? Uh, surprise me. All right. Well, I'm going to actually. I'll give. I'm going to give three points to SVG two. You, you can't yeah. not. If if it wasn't for that issue, he would have won three out of three. Mm. Let's yep, be agreed. And to win it from P twelve, fantastic effort. You know, yep. great effort from him. Great car speed. Uh, great smarts. Great strategy from the team. Um, you know, just all in all, great, just an all round. Great drive. Yep. All yep. round drive for the wins for the team. He did what was needed for the team for the championship, uh, for Jamie, etc. So I think that's you know uh, fantastic effort. I do want to give. Um, it's, it's, you're right. It's hard. I don't know. I don't know whether. It's, it's <laughs> See, or... you were laughing at me, thinking this is all easy. <laughs> no, and but you're like I was in. laughing at your three one one one. Welcome, welcome to my nightmare. The water's warm. This was a really hard <laughs> one. Let's go, Todd. I'll give Todd two. Well, you're doing I exactly think... the same as me. Let's see how you go no, with no, your one. No, I'm not. You know why? Because I mean, the way that Nick's won races this year. Well, he's won two races. He's won two races mm-hmm. this yep. year. Yep. He's mm-hmm. he's been very fast, and he, and he is basically mm-hmm. expected to to make results for BJR. Todd Hazelwood is not has not been expected to throw in a pole position. He's not expected no. to be on the podium, really. You know what I mean? No. And I think he's doing a stellar job with that. So, you know, up until the 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 drama that he had at Darwin when SVG hit Nick and put Nick into into Todd and took, took him yeah. out of the race, Todd was. Was I think it was either maybe tenth, eleventh, or even up in the top ten of the championship. He mm. slipped down to sixteenth-ish now. I think Lindsay had probably got the stats there, but mm-hmm. um, because of those couple of incidents. But I think he's done a fantastic job, and also not only just the one for, for his qualifying on pole, but for the races. You know, he had that clutch issue and drove from yeah, the back of the group back to twelfth. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, literally had no clutch, so he couldn't even get out of the pits. He lost four or five seconds in the pits. Mm. Um, so his weekend, I think, was solid, and he never gave up. He pushed on. He, you know, he maximised what he had, and he he had some bad luck, bad luck along the way. So, uh, and now I'm going to give one vote. A good little mate of mine, Scotty Pie. I think I gave him a vote last week. Too. Yes, yes. Um, mainly to because he has, like, his racing. His he needs to. His qualifying is crap. Let's be honest, and I yeah. told him that, mate. Your qualifying's crap. Your <laughs> racing is unbelievable. He's had you the fastest lap at Townsville fast. a couple of times too. Yeah. Yep. You're fast in the race, and it wasn't just here. It was also at um, at uh, Darwin as well. So you know he passed 50 cars over the weekend, and he was by far um, the biggest mover and shaker over the weekend. He won that five thousand dollar hard charger award on yep. Saturday. From Boost Mobile, um, yep. So I'm going to give him one point because 
as I think we both alluded to many last week, that yeah. Townsville's a place that if you're starting back in the mid-pack or teens, you've actually yeah. got quite a, quite a good strike rate of not finishing. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah, you're vulnerable. So yeah. You're very vulnerable. And, um, you know, he'd be, you know, like I think I just think he's done a great job and he's managing it well with regard to his racing racecraft and maximising his you know, many top 10, um, top 10 and podium finishes this year. That was our power rankings. You mentioned Formula One, which is a great segue to get into our Bendix Breaks big moment. Now on the driver's seat, another Bendix Breaks big moment. Bendix, Australian technology for all-weather confident braking. You put your foot down with confidence, Bendix Breaks. It's actually funny. We had an, uh, an inbox, Maddie, on our um, on our Facebook page regarding Formula One. And it just basically, I think it was something along the lines of, you sit through so many S Formula One races to get one like that, and it's worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely. And, and you know, you know, you know, I take the big heavy stick to Formula One regularly, and we love everyone's opinions, whether they agree with us or not. But this Formula One, that's what I want to see. I want to see that everywhere. If you, I will stay up till one thirty in the morning, race after race after race, if that's what you're going to deliver. And I thought, I thought it was brilliant that. That uh, podium was something to see. Gasly, Science, and Stroll, that's what I want to see. At the start of the year, uh, with, with Gasly obviously being demoted to, not Toro Rosso, what's it called? Alpha, Alpha, Alpha Tauri? Alpha Tauri. Alpha Tauri. Uh, yep. he, he would have thought like, oh, geez, this is going to be a long climb upwards. But uh, first ever race, and he's also the first Frenchman to win uh, in 24 years, so it's crazy. since Olivier Panis, yeah, yeah, yeah. So essentially, hey. he wasn't even born when the last time a French. <laughs> no, no. Do you reckon that this Italian GP is almost the Formula One equivalent of Sydney Motorsport Park Two? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Quite possibly. Quite possibly. You got to remember, he didn't just go get demoted at the end of last year. He was demoted through last year. Mm. Yeah. He went oh, that's back right. to yeah. Toro Rosso. And then uh, obviously Albon. Albon got promoted and then he went back to Toro Rosso and then he got Toro Rosso's podium, his first podium at the end of the year. And uh, and now obviously it's the same team just renamed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Alpha Tauri and then gets a win. I mean, he, but you know what? He's been, he's been on fire uh, all year. He has been driving sensational. He's been kicking Kvyat's butt. He has mm-hmm. been in the points regularly. And um, I just think it can't happen to a... And I don't know the bloke, but I'm going to say it couldn't happen to a nicer bloke after watching the the stress and the pressure and everything that he had on him last year at Red Bull when he wasn't mm-hmm. performing. He was getting hammered. Mm-hmm. And to be able to come back and do this in Alpha Tauri now and obviously give um, Toro Rosso their, a podium at the end of last year to sort of say, mm. you've made the wrong decision by getting rid of me. Yeah. I just mm-hmm. think that's sensational. And also, let's not forget, that's an Italian team. Yeah, That is an Absolutely. Italian team. 
Yep. That won in Italy again, two years in a row, you know what I mean? Yep. So yeah, yeah. Charles Leclerc last year and, and him this year. So, and if you think uh, of the year that he had last year with his, his best mate, Anton Hubert, was killed in the GP2 at Spa, yeah. accident at Spa. He got demoted. Like, that's a tough year for a kid. And we're talking a kid here. Yeah. What is he, 21 mm. or something like yeah, that? 20, 24, um, yeah, 24, mm. 24, is he? Uh, mm-hmm. So he's, he's a kid compared to us. Um, mm. you know, the way he has been driving, the, the pressure this year, outstanding. Stevie J, I want to ask you this. Two, thing, two things have stood out for me to Formula One in the last couple of weeks. Albon? struggling at Red Bull. Although they're not putting the sort of pressure on him that I've seen them put pressure on other junior burgers that go into Red Bull. But will he stay there? And after Gasly's win, will he now be promoted back and then drop potentially to get Albon's confidence back? Will they drop him to Alpha Tauri? And so that's question one. Secondly, hasn't all this talk and scuttlebutt and rumour about Vettel going to... Uh, racing point hasn't that just gone quiet? Haven't heard anything about it for a while. No, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens there because I wonder if it's gone quiet because a deal's been done and everyone within Formula One internally knows the deal's been done or a deal hasn't been done and same lineup for next year. Mm. Very quick, interesting, isn't it? Quick question without notice, guys. Uh, do you think I, I actually reckon um, that? Because everyone knows Red Bull. Everyone, you see it on any Formula One fan, always has the hats. Keeping Gasly in there, doesn't that get people behind Alpha Darren? Just doesn't see them as Red Bull too? Like, it could be, you could be building up a new superstar, couldn't you? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with a result like that, if it continues on, if he, can, if he keeps punching above his weight, which is what he's probably doing at the moment, um, uh, he's loving the he's loving the fact he's now back in AlphaTauri under the spotlight. Yeah, proving him wrong as Stevie J said, um, getting a profile. Um, all the other teams could be looking at him now. Could have been the best thing. How often do we see someone get dropped and then their Jamie Wincup? Yeah, <laughs> yes. Jamie Wincup gets dropped out of GRM. Does a bit of a good thing at, at I think it was Murphy Racing. Then gets picked up by Triple Eight. Mm-hmm. Boom. That was our Bendix breaks big moment. Um, put your foot down with confidence. Bendix brakes, Australian technology for all weather confident braking. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Let's get to the podium. Now on the driver's seat, the podium. Basically, the podium is three talking points from the week. Matt and Steve will dive into it. Uh, this was an interesting story that uh, that flew up on the radar a little bit. The Adelaide 500, lads. It could be the season finale next year. What's your take on this? Well, I reckon there's a few reasons here. I think that they've actually wanted it, from what I understand, as their finale for quite a while. And that wasn't the case because of a government deal, I believe, between supercars and New South Wales government have that was that the supercars championship needed to finish in New South Wales for the, a period of time. So, and it has obviously with Homebush and, and so forth. And that, I, I believe that's why that was a big, uh, uh, I guess. Well, that's why Bath has been. Yeah. yeah. You can't plan it this year. Let's be, let's be fair. That was one. And then the second reason is I don't think they, they're going to want to um, put, their effort into the infrastructure of building the circuit, which let's be 
honest, they're going to have to start building it fairly soon for the 500. Mm. And I don't think we're going to be totally out of this whole COVID thing by then. So that's another reason why that they need to push it back to try to actually have a normal Adelaide race with fans. So um, I think Townsville and their injection and, and their commitment to keep going, well, I think was phenomenal with a very mm. limited uh, number of fans. Um, but that's another reason why I think that Adelaide are going to want the race at the end of the year. Anyway, over I, you, I, th- I think that's, I actually think that's a primary reason. No one is, and, and we're even talking Grand Prix here too, boys. I'm not entirely yes. sure mm. that, that um, we will have both international, I'm hoping state borders, but not international borders. I doubt it. Um, open by the time we go racing. So, you know, I think we make the Adelaide 500 the final race, which is what they've always wanted. Give us the best chance to get through COVID and get a crowd. And Nimsy, there's history for this. Um, Adelaide was always the final round of the Formula One Grand Prix of yeah. the Formula One season before it flicked mm-hmm. over to Melbourne. So, um, you know, we just swapped February, March into a November, something like that. So it's still going to be, you know, smashingly hot down there. <laughs> It'll still have the same feel. It'll just be the final round. Um, I think the first round will be Bathurst, again next year a sprint um, round or the no it'll be a sprint round i think because we've got the calendar date set for the bathurst 12 hour and of course again international borders the 12 hour relies on a significant influx of uh, european teams and and international teams which you're just not going to get both from a borders and probably from an economic point of view so Again, I, I, I kick it off at Bathurst with a sprint race format. Fine, no dramas. It's always there. They've got the date. Um, hopefully, we'll be in a better position to have some crowds there as well, um, which will then, if you if you can imagine, I don't think we're going to have crowds at the 1,000, Stevie J. I think we're, we're both pretty well um, mm. in that camp there. But if you have it in, you have another one in March, um, you might be able to get the campers back. So that placates all of them, mm. placates the New South Wales government as well. So it kind of works for all of that. And I'd imagine that we'll be having um, some discussions about that uh, relatively soon, Mm -hmm. as well as a big name change for the category as well from the Virgin Australian Supercars Championship to the um, Repco. (laughs) I reckon it's going to be the Repco Supercars Championship, but we'll see. Certainly all that Repco branding on Mike flags and whatnot. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, P2 on the podium. Will we see Scott McLaughlin in an Indy car in 2020? The calendar obviously has been changed. Bathurst is going to be the finale. Uh, October 18th is the last day of the championship. The Indy car season finale is on October 23rd to 28th. The US doesn't have a 14-day quarantine. So in theory, Scotty could go from Bathurst straight to the US and jump in an Indy car. Matty, your thoughts? Yep. Do it. See you, mate. <laughs> I'd love to see him do it. I, I, and, you know, that whole, the transition of the week between Bathurst and, and doing the round, people do it all the time. They finished, I think, Steve, they, there were co-drivers in the day that finished a little more, 24 hours, jumped on a plane, came out here and co-drived the Bathurst 1000. So, um yeah, I, and it happens now with the 12-hour. They do the Daytona 24-hour. They jump on a plane. They come straight out and do the Bathurst 12-hour. So um, I'd love him to do it. I think he should do it. I think he's going to win his third championship. Get him out of here. Get him over there and get him in an Indy car. And then we can have a new driver in supercars. Well. But, yes, I think he'll be there. 
I think so. Um, you know, I think he'll go. And I can tell you, boys, that um, Scott may know, but I don't know. Um, Ryan, team principal at DJ Team Penske, Ryan Story doesn't know. My dad doesn't know. They have been speaking about it, but they have not got a concrete answer. So we we are guessing as much as everybody else here. Um, but my gut feel is that, yeah, I think he'll go, especially if they have a cracking uh, year and, and take out another third straight championship and and maybe a, a second straight Bathurst. You never know. And it would be great for them to win Bathurst and to not have people just handing them saying that they were given it or they bought it or whatever. So I think yeah. there's more motivation for that. Um, yep. And I know that there's, there's a lot of focus to go into that race and to win that race every year. But I think that's just given them even more, you know, dad, Ryan, uh, Roger and Tim, uh, Roger Penske, Tim Sindrick, plus everybody at DJR Team Penske, Ludo, uh, all the engineers, they are focused 200% on that race in winning that race. So, yeah. uh, and, and it's really the, the fuel is the, all the, all the backlash that they've got from last year. Yeah, so, the you know, they want to come out and prove it all wrong. So, yeah, so we'll, we'll see. But I think I'm with you, Matt. I think he's probably going to go. Well, we got uh, last step on the podium. Five spots left on the co-driver grid for Bathurst. Dale Wood was confirmed today, uh, as we record on a Wednesday. It was confirmed as co-driver for Rick Kelly in the number 15 Castro on Mustang. It's the second year with Rick at Kelly Racing. So there's only five spots now, potentially seven if we've got... Uh, two junior burgers in the 33 Gary Rogers motorsport Commodore if they return, but uh, who's going to pair the following for BJA got Macca and Jack Smith on their own. Andre Heimgartner still needs a partner uh, and at team Sydney techno, Alex Davidson and Chris Pither uh, both need a co-driver. What's the, let's consult the tea leaves boys. Uh, what do you reckon Stevie? Mm. We'll start off with oh. you. Oh. <laughs> That's hard, isn't it? That is, this is harder to pick than a broken nose. This is because I, I just don't, seriously. I mean, and and I and I, Steve, if you were, if you're in a different part of life right now, you would have been picked up in a heartbeat for this year. I'm telling you now, because who do we choose? Mm. Who do you choose? Everyone in Super Two's been picked up. That's going to get yep. a run. We're now down to Super Three. No Cup car drivers have had a run. Steve Richards is in New Zealand mowing lawns and running after sheep. I mean, seriously, <laughs> who do you pick? Todd Kelly. Who do you maybe, pick? Maybe Todd, Tobler poss- and maybe... Possibly. Maybe Murph will come out, come out of a tunnel. He's in New Zealand too, isn't he? So mm-hmm. He's, no he's in Kiwi land. He can't come out. You might yeah, have yeah. What, Maybe I, Scaifey. I was about to maybe say... Maybe coming back. <laughs> what about Russell Gringle? Yeah. Paul Morris. Yeah, Gringle, good. <laughs> Morris. Uh, yep. Nimsy, it's a very serious question with a... With a, with a a silly answer, and that is, I simply don't know. Well, we because don't. even if GRM are going to do this, this uh, Junior Burger thing. car yeah. mm-hmm. wild card thing, you'd have to think that one of them is going to be Dylan O'Keefe. You'd have to, wouldn't you? Who's also racing, by the way, this weekend in the World Touring in the, Car in Championship? The in cash, a, cash, yeah, cash. oh, and it, well, I know he's got cash. The yeah, other yeah. driver, um, oh, I'm just trying to decide whether I dust off the crystal ball because it hasn't anything been and I don't want to be like Fast Deli or any other websites. <laughs> no, I'm going to I'm going to keep it under my hat, but I th- I will give you this. I think someone I race against 
every week when they race against him, who's not Aaron Seaton, may get a run. Really? I always knew mm. that Brett Holdsworth would get a go. <laughs> <laughs> Brett Holdsworth. <laughs> um, <laughs> Brett the Jet, bring him back. I'll tell you off soon, but I, no, I'm, I'm, and I don't want to put it out there because A, it hasn't been announced, and B, I could be completely wrong <laughs> and look like a big bloody potato. Right. But I just, I just, I'll, I'll give it to you guys on the inside, Skinny, off air. There we go. That wraps up the podium. This is the driver's seat for Kubota, building Australia. Before we go, we've got to get to this week's race rewind. This is the driver's seat race rewind. Uh, we're recording this on the 9th of September. So September 8th this week marked the 14-year anniversary of the passing of Peter Brock, a nine-time Bathurst winner, five-time Australian touring car champion, an absolute legend in motorsport. I believe your dad is quoted as saying, Steve, that, you know, without Peter Brock, there would be no Dick Johnson. His battles with um, with your dad in the 80s and Alan Moffat in the 70s really took motorsport in Australia to, like, a very household sort of activity. So I thought, you know, we've got to mention um, the anniversary of the passing of the great man. Oh, look, mate, uh, um, how do you describe Peter Brock? He's such a controversial figure but such an amazing sports person, King of Moomba, nine-time Bathurst champion, one of the all-time greats, loved as much today as when he was alive, revered as much today, if not more than when he was alive. Um, the inspiration for my racing career and, and how I interact with people who come down to my pits as well, fair, fast, flawed, flawed character. Um, the Peter Perfect moniker, might have been him on the circuit, certainly not off the circuit. He was a flawed character, um, just a normal human being with, with flaws like all of us. Um, he, he was extraordinary. We miss him dearly. I'll never, ever forget the, the phone mm. call that I got uh, about Peter Brock. And I was yeah. nowhere near as close to him, Stevie J, as you were. It's funny, those sort of guys that you've grown up with for so long and there's so much history there with, um, and, and, you know, being a, such a legend, like a status to so many people, it, it was almost like he was Superman. He was invincible. It's such a reality check because, you know, and there's so many people have had unfortunate incidents where they've lost their lives in cars, but, and, you know, I feel for all of them, but you get guys like Peter Brockman, these, these sort of guys... I mean, you don't think it's ever going to happen to them. No. It's weird. No. I don't know, it's weird. No. And I know it's hard to put into words for me, but, you know, it's almost surreal. And still, still to this day, I still don't believe... I know it's true, but it's hard to believe that, you know, guys like Dale Hennart Sr. And, and Steve Irwin and um, yep. Peter Brock... Are, are Who, ironically, we're, of, we're also 14 years for Steve Irwin because he died the same week. Absolutely. Mm. That, that was just a shocking, wasn't it? It was just a shocking period of time. It was a terrible week. Period of awful, time. awful, awful, awful week. And you're right, Steve. They, they seem invincible because of the incredible feats that they do. Stuff mm. that you shouldn't be able to do and survive. And accidents that you shouldn't be able to survive. Steve Irwin sticking his hands in crocodiles and snakes and all that kind of stuff. These people who seem 10 foot tall and bulletproof and then all of a sudden in a shocking reminder of life and its fragility 
are taken from us. I've come in the motorsport pretty late in the piece, mm-hmm. but uh, he was one of those names. You too, you too are a junior burger. <laughs> <laughs> but, you're, but you're right. He, he was one of those people that sort of transcend. Like, even if you don't like cricket, you know who Donald Bradman yep. is. Uh, yep. you, 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 you might not have ever watched uh, a Bathurst in your life, but you knew who Peter Brock was. He was just one of those Aussie icons. So uh, we do yep. pay our condolences and, and tr- give him a, a fitting tribute here, as a lot of motorsport fans have done too. But, uh, boys, uh, that about wraps up an edition of The Driver's Seat. I've got to thank you both for jumping on the old Zoom. Uh, i got to thank both of your wives for getting you on Zoom, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you, Breezer. Thank you, Mrs. Mack. We got that. Uh, it's it's amazing how we can both drive race cars. We're trying to get into a Zoom meeting. No hope. We got no hope. So, and just for Thank those, God we've got you on the other end, panelling and doing all that you yes, do. Absolutely. You left it to us two goons. There'd be no way we'd make a show go to air. Well, look. It's, it's sort of quite funny, Nims, how Matthew and I have got to not take credit and say thank you so much to. Bree Johnson and Helen McKeldon, and also thanks equally as much to Nims Azua to keep to keep <laughs> us rolling here. Agree. The three of you, we would be nowhere. Hey, every uh, there's no I in team, and together everybody achieves more. That's Correct. all I'm saying. Yeah, but there is a me in team. Anyway, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but look, just for those playing at home, because uh, I haven't mentioned off the top, I have done a COVID test. I have tested negative. However, I do have to Yay! isolate for 14 days until given the big tick from the DHHS. So you've probably got one more edition of the driver's seat over Zoom. So we th- yeah. thanks, thank you to all the support out there. But I just wanted to put it out there that I'm good. Give us a bit cases. of an insight into the test, Nimsy. Look, if you didn't not... feel like you had a brain, you do now because you <laughs> yeah. touched it. It's one... <laughs> It's, it's one of the few times you ever go, the back of my eye is itchy and I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> that is very, very funny. But, uh, hey, and and that's, that's great news, Nimsy. And, and obviously, yes. I'll tell everyone within, with everyone in Melbourne and hope everyone gets back there through. That wraps up another edition of The Driver's Seat. We will see you again same time next week right here on The Driver's Seat. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.